Welcome to Creatively Christian, a podcast by Theophany Media, where we inspire, inform, educate, and empower creative Christians of all types. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Hollingsworth. On today's episode, Rachel interviews Chris John Otto, an artist himself and the director of Belonging House, a collective that's for Christian artists. Chris talks about how taking risks is actually good and how we can trust in God and not fear. Oh, well, good morning. It's Rachel here from Theophany Media with Chris Otto, and um, he's here today just to talk to us about what he's been up to. So, Chris, what would you like to talk to us about? Uh, well, hi, Rachel. Thanks for inviting me. Um, I'm the founder of Belonging House, which is a, a relational fellowship of artists and creative people. Uh, we're all over the world at this point, and we've been going since 2006 so we're coming on our 16th birthday in, in August and we are called to raise up an army of artists who will build Jesus a throne in the earth and the primary calling on us isn't recruiting but raising up and what that has meant is that we provide resources and support for disciples in the arts we try to encourage uh, people especially in the creative professions in the industries to be disciples of Jesus Christ. And we've been doing that through teaching, preaching, praying, and writing. And that's our, our that's it. Yeah, that sounds so incredible. We definitely need a lot of that as artists. And yeah. so um, you've been also writing books, and we'll talk about that later. But so would you be able to just share a little bit about your faith and your creative upbringing? Well, um, we'll talk about my creative upbringing because that's more direct. Uh, I started, I was a very gifted child as, as an artist. In fact, just this week, my mom found drawings that I did, I think when I was five or six years old, and she was showing them to me. And uh, most of my teachers in school saved drawings that I did. It's kind of a strange thing. And one of my primary school teachers sometimes send them to me or send me pictures of these things oh, yeah. I did years ago. So I get started in the arts very young. Um, both as a, a an artist, as a painter, drawer, drawing, you know, artist, and also performing. So I started out very young as a singer as well. Oh. And yeah, so I've had a background in music and uh, it turned out commercial art. So when I was 16 years old, I took my first freelance art gig, uh, first art commission. Yeah. And then... Uh, made a little kind of cottage career doing sign writing, sign painting in the United States, marketing, uh, merchandising in shops, shop windows. Yeah. And then uh, as I got older, I, I traveled for many years in a singing group yeah. and did uh, voice lessons, taught voice lessons. Yeah. And then after that, I went back into the arts and began doing liturgical art. So I did vestments and flags and banners for uh, churches. Okay. Then I went back into being a fine artist and I worked at two different artist studios. Yeah. Was really blessed to have some of my work uh, put in some high profile places around the world. Yeah. And then, uh, then kind of, then I worked for a company in the US called Trader Joe's. I was a store artist in, at Trader Joe's. So I've done a lot as an artist and also had a freelance business as a muralist and decorative painter. So I've done a lot in the arts 
so yeah and how's that sort of how's that impacted on your faith how did you combine the faith and your well it's interesting because like so many people i came to christ when i was a teenager and uh was really uh you know like so many christians got the subtle message that to be an artist is not really what christians should be doing that arts were suspect at one level or they were certainly not a career you should pursue i laid my artwork art down that's that was in that period i did a lot of music because that's accept acceptable and then it was really a life crisis that i had in the uh around 2001 2002 mm. I, I really walked away from the the church and the lord mostly yeah for several years uh, i was working for a denomination that was splitting okay. and i was kind of ground to a pulp in the process yeah. and just finally said you know i'm i'm done with this and and i decided if i was going to go to hell i might as well have a good time going really yeah, contracted, uh, got very sick, uh, got into had an out of control addiction mm-hmm. for many years, and then uh, got went to my priest and I said, you know, this is what's going on. He looked at me and he said, you know, you have problems that are bigger than I know how to handle. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to the Lord and do what He tells you, God will get you out of this. And so I did, and. Out of that came kind of a, a massive life transformation. And, I, and over the next couple of years, God called me to what I do now, which is belonging house. And it was through all that that, that my faith, because when I walked away from God, I had to find a way to make money. And, and that's when I really was having to depend on my artwork. And this is a funny thing. I always use my art to make money. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's kind of a surprise to people, but it was through that whole, all of that, that God eventually brought it all together and integrated it into what I do now. Oh, okay. So there's a real sort of history of you being with your art and then dropping your art because of the culture that you were in at the time. And yeah. then, do you think there was like, when you had these crises, do you think that was linked to you not using your art and that when you started up using your art, you started to lift again? Did you figure it out? Um, I don't know. Cause I, you know, actually, you know, I was working at that point, I was working for the church, yeah. like so many people in ministry, quote unquote, mm. uh, there aren't very many places where you can use the arts. Mm. And so I was pigeonholed into children's ministry Okay. So I was using my art, you know, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't what I would call a self-avowed practicing artist at the time. Um, I was definitely doing something else, but I was always taking on commissions at that time on the side. So I was using my art. So I think what it was, was the larger questions going on, larger career questions mm-hmm. that really brought my you know, breakdown that happened in 2001. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and you know, the truth was, I was God was calling me to live by faith. Yeah. He had spoken to me about living by faith in 1997 yeah. and again in 2001. And 
uh, both times my pastor uh, told me not to do it, talked me out of it, stopped me, which I think is really interesting. And it it was through that process though that you you all the stuff that's in you gets worked out, and yeah. you know the Lord He's just He pursues us. He wants us to be whole people. Mm. You know that, that's the thing, and He'll He'll do anything to make you whole. And I think that was the process that I went through. Yeah, yeah definitely. He knows our vulnerabilities, doesn't he? And he wants us to. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And sometimes yeah. the only way to overcome them is to face situations which challenge those vulnerabilities. And right, exactly. exactly. And I think the people around us don't want us to suffer, do they? So they, they kind of wrap us up in cotton wool. And Well, you know, it's really interesting because I do a lot of career guidance. Yeah. I don't want to call it career counseling, but a lot of young people come to me about what am I supposed to do next? Yeah. And I always tell them this first. I said, don't take any advice. I said, first of all, people who, who give you advice want you to not suffer. Mm. They want you to avoid pain. And that makes them biased against you because some of the best things that are going to happen to you are risky, dangerous, and painful. Mm. Especially if you're an artist, you have to take risks. And if everyone's telling you not to take any risks, you're never going to succeed. That's the first one. The second thing is that most people only know about 10% of your situation. Yeah. They're giving you a lot of advice based on things they know nothing about. And I'll tell you, whenever you take a risk, you're going to discover things you didn't know about. So, you know, no one who gives you advice is omniscient. I mean, the best thing you can do is listen to what people suggest and then make your own decision. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good advice, though. Although yeah. I shouldn't take it. Don't take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the biggest risk you've taken then as an artist? Oh, well, it's funny you say that. So, in 2005, oh. I you know, back to listening to God and doing what he tells you, you know, I was working as an artist. I woke up one morning and the Lord said, I want you to quit your job today. Mm. And I said, are you crazy? I'm not going to quit my job. So I went to work and they fired me. (laughs) And so the biggest risk was how this began. And then the Lord, you know, directed me not to work, not to work another job, to go sit in a coffee shop and write and to worship in the morning, write in the afternoon. And that was a big risk. It was a really big risk. But out of that came two things. One was the, the, the definite, clear, extraordinary call to do what I do now. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the process of learning how to trust God in the, play, in the face of fear. And so, and I found that that's been a big part of what we do and our message, because most of the artists that I meet and work with are so gripped with fear of risk. And they've been reading this this bad idea that to be an artist means you're going to starve. Why don't you go get a real job? Um, You know, Jesus, it's nice that you're an artist, but you should go be a missionary. All these things that Mm. people get told uh run run counter to what god wants them to do 
And it's really about stepping out. Yeah. And so, you know, one of our taglines is fear not, God can be trusted. Yeah. I've found that fear is our number one enemy. The work, work that I do, I see more people gripped with fear. And of course, that forces me all the time yeah. to face my fears and take steps of faith again and again and again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's really interesting. So where do you think this fear comes from? Well, I think uh, several things. One is uh, God's invisible, you know. We don't know what the future holds. And everything in the world we live in today is saying conform, conform, conform. Do what's safe. Uh, Don't make waves. You know, we have to police our speech. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, all of that together Mm. makes people just terrified to do anything that's risky. And, and, you know, to be a a creative professional means that you have to be self-actualizing. You have to have enough verve inside of you to get up every day and do it yourself without somebody else telling you. And that's really hard. It is hard. It is hard. You have to get up every day without anybody else saying it's time to go to work and you have to get up and do it. And the difference between an amateur and a professional is that a professional does it whether or not they feel like it. You know, I write every day, whether I feel like it or not. Fortunately, I now run things that just consume so much content. Yeah. I don't have any choice. I have to keep writing. Yeah. Uh, But there were days when I didn't, you know, before the first book was published, yeah. I didn't know if anyone was going to read it. Yeah. I got up every day and I wrote the book. You know, and that's that's hard. And that takes faith. Yeah. You know, when you read a book, you have to believe someone's going to read it in the end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a lot of discipline as well. And I think that's yeah. really interesting, isn't it? Because I think I struggle with that as well. It's that discipline. I'm very good if I've got a goal and I've got a deadline and some I've got to be somewhere. But if right. we take that all away, I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but it's really interesting. Yeah, that discipline. So how do you think we can cultivate that discipline then? How do you cultivate it? Well, you have to take baby steps. You have to, I mean, I'm, I'm a big advocate of this idea. It's a Japanese concept called Kaisen. Oh, okay. That you do one little measurable thing that you can do every day to change going in the direction you want to go so for instance so so, you know my average work day begins I get up at five o'clock in the morning uh, sometimes four depends but between four and five I get up I and I I didn't start out that way you know I got up a little earlier every day for years and that's my daily rhythm and I get up and I do what um god's called me to do yeah i spend time every day listening to god but then i just do it i do the work and you just have to take a little step if there's something if you want to improve your drawing you need to draw every day yeah you want to write a book you have to write something every day and that's that's just the way it is yeah 
Oh, that's some really good advice, actually. Although we're not taking advice, but I think that little bit every time. <laughs> good. Glad you listened. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, okay. So you you're currently in the UK. I am. So yes. what, what are you doing in the UK at the moment? Well, legally, I've just done a visit. I'm visiting friends, but uh, I actually we have an online Zoom community. Yeah. And and I was based in the UK for some time. And so what I do is I, I actually come over here to write partly. And then we have our community. And so I just am going house to house right now, encouraging the people in our community, yeah. gathering with people that I haven't seen. Uh, because we do, we meet on Zoom. Okay. Some days we have as many as 12 time zones represented. Yeah. And uh, we gather for prayer regularly. So you know, that's the main thing I'm doing here is just really connecting with our, our online community face to face. But uh, uh, I would like to land here. That is the goal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's our, that's what I'm doing in the short term. Yeah. And a lot of what I do is just honestly sitting and drinking coffee with people. Oh, fantastic. But, and listening. Of a listening you know a lot of people you would not believe how many people sit down with me and they just have never had anyone who understood what mm -hmm. was going on in their life yeah didn't understand the struggle didn't understand what it was like and the devastating consequences of being told that to to follow god and to live a creative life mm -hmm. is is worthless that message gets reinforced again and again and again in the culture and in the church sadly yeah so uh just sitting and drying a lot of tears praying for people praying with people yeah, yeah it's interesting the impact that it has on somebody to tell them that what they've been created to do is not worth in the kingdom because we're validate you know validating no you aren't crazy yeah no, you aren't worthless no, you, you do have a real job. Yeah, no, definitely. You do have a real job, you know. I mean, more than once I've been told by someone who's finished an art degree mm. that when they were done, their pastor said, well, I'm glad you got that out of your system. You know, now go do something real. Mm. And, you know, I've dealt with a lot of, over the years, many missionaries who were creative professionals or creative people and they got to the mission field and they melted down because they weren't called to be missionaries. Mm -hmm. And then, then you have to pick up the pieces later. Oh. It's, a, it's a heartbreaking thing. It is, yeah. And people are put in positions that they weren't called for. It is right. never going to work out too great, is it? So, yeah, um, yeah. So I, you've written a lot of books and I hear I've you've written a lot one. of books, yes. I've heard you just released... A new one. Do you want to talk yes. a little bit about that? It's available wherever books are sold. It's called Very God. Yeah. An artist explores the Nicene Creed. And this is I, when I got this done, I was like, this is my magnum opus. This was 20 weeks of teaching that we did on a Sunday. Yeah. And then I turned the, the teachings into chapters in a book, and it covers the Nicene Creed from the perspective of an artist, but also it highlights some things that most people don't think about, like 
the Jewish ideas behind what we believe as Christians. Okay. And that's the follow-up to three books I wrote during the lockdown in London. Mm -hmm. uh, they're red, yellow, and blue, and it's yeah. Body, Where You Belong. That's the law, the image of God, and Mary, value and honor. And it's about uh, the three questions that people are asking today, but also big ideas that artists need, which is, uh, who am I, mm -hmm. do I have value, and where do I belong? Right, they're big questions, definitely. Yeah, and I, I unpack a lot of really things that the church has been teaching that are inadequate. So mm -hmm. I talk about what is the real meaning of sacrifice? What is the what does repentance really mean? Um, who are you? I and I I've been writing for ten years and researching. I've actually been doing ten years of research on the one on eight chapters of the Bible uh, on Bezalel, who was first mentioned in Exodus thirty-one, and is the artist in Scripture. And I I really believe that he was a pre prefiguring of Jesus oh, wow. and he's the only person in the old covenant who was filled with the Holy Spirit and and he was an artist and it's the first use of the word artisan in scripture so it's a very important person and passage for artists and so I've written two books on Bezalel uh, the, the one called Bezalel image of God but another one called Bezalel Re redeeming a renegade creation and which is more the research behind the other book. So, uh, yeah, so, and I wrote, 10 years ago, I wrote a book called An Army Arising, which many people have read. Uh, it's done very well. Thank you, Jesus, and the people who've read it. And uh, I'm going to be re-releasing re a 10th anniversary edition of it later this year, I hope. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's, and those, those five books, the book on the creed, An Army Arising, and the three that I just mentioned, I hope to be an essential library for Christians in the arts when I'm done. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Well, I will definitely be looking at those books and great. yeah, no, I think we do need these resources. Well, it's great that um, you're in the UK, you've written these amazing books, you're really encouraging the arts and transforming the culture mindset towards Christianity and the arts, which I think is phenomenal. I think yeah. definitely need more of that. So um, is there any way we can connect with you? Yeah, the best way to connect with me is on our Belonging House website, which is very simple, belonging.house. Fantastic. And belonging.house will lead you to my personal website where you can read my bio and see some of the books I've written you can also go find our online community. So we aren't on social media, but we do have an in-house community. And that's where our people post their artwork and their projects. And there's a lot, always a lot going on and a lot of interaction. So it's been a lovely thing. And that, that could be linked to through belonging.house. Fantastic. Well, we'll definitely look at that. So I'm just going to pray for you now, Chris. Oh, lovely. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, it's been wonderful speaking with you. So I'm just going to pray to Father God and just declare a blessing on you right now and protection over you during your time in the UK and that your ministry will be enhanced and 
um, strengthened and whoever you come into contact with will be blessed by your words. We pray for the arts and the culture in church to be transformed and for Belonging House to have an incredible in in impact on the kingdom. And we just bring this all before you now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, Rachel. It's been a pleasure. Okay, no problem at all. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for listening today. To see the resources mentioned in today's episode, you can head over to theophanymedia.com forward slash auto. Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. This show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, Dave Ebert, and Rachel Oxborough. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer did our music, and Jake Dobrins produces and edits the show.